Hello, hello, hello. This is Finton Lives With. My name is Finton, and this is a podcast about the people that I live with. So, in January, I went to India to visit my friends Sahana and Tapan, who live in Mysore. It's a city in the south of the country in the state of Karnataka. Beautiful palace city. So I met Sahana first at Cotton Gulch. It's an outdoor education program in New Mexico that holds a very special place in my heart. I've been going since I was a kid and I've worked there a couple summers. Sahana was working in the kitchen and has worked on a few of the treks. Um, she's an excellent cook. Sahana, do you want to tell me where we are right now? Oh, we are at my father's property. It's called Chitravana Resorts. This was um, this is a 33-year-old property. This was a barren land before uh, my father bought it. It was just one plain land. And since my father is an artist, he wanted to make a painting by planting trees, like, you know, plants. So he spent almost like close to 15 years to develop this property. And now it's like a huge tropical forest and um, he loves it and we love it too. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> the swimming pool is especially nice. The three circular pools with a tree in the center. Yeah, that's a mango tree in the center and the circular pools are uh, in the lotus shape. Oh, yeah. So lotus is a very special um, flower for us. Mm -hmm. And um, and also lotus is used for a lot of uh, ceremonies and prayers. What was it like growing up here? It was really nice to have a farm because uh, back then it wasn't a luxury. I should say most of them have had it. But it was really nice to run around and um, I have seen it grow like from every plant and um, I have fond memories of eating uh, guava and picking up fruits from the trees. My farm is the first place where I learned how to drink um, coconut water without using straw because yeah. we didn't have any at the farm. So my dad was uh, would make a straw out of a coconut uh, leaf, like a palm leaf. So I have all those memories and uh, it was very special growing up here. I saw a coconut fall today by the swimming pool. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't near any path, but like behind the pool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of snakes growing up. That's why oh. my father wouldn't bring me here oh. because I'm a big fan of butterflies. At least while growing up, I was obsessed with it. So I would be so quiet and walk, take this tiny steps to go catch a butterfly. And if you are that quiet and walking, you might bump into a snake or you may step on a snake. So my father always felt like, no. And he taught me, you have to make a lot of noise and walk. But I'm like, but the butterflies fly away if I yeah. do that. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. How does it compare to, well, just some background for people listening, since we met in New Mexico at Cottonwood Gulch Outdoor Education Summer Camp Program, and Sahana was working in the kitchen there. How does the environment in here, Mysore, India, compare to the, because there are snakes, I was just thinking snakes there, rattlesnakes especially. Is it, does it feel very different from here? 
Actually, base camp and my farm doesn't really feel very different, <laughs> even though it's it's a whole different geography, yeah. and uh, we are in a very different location. Yeah. Because when you live in outdoors, uh, it's pretty much the same, regardless of where you live. Yeah. Of course, you will have different fruits and different animals and everything. Yeah. So for me, base camp really reminds reminds me of our farm um, and everything. Yeah. And snakes have never bothered me because probably I was introduced to them really really early and my father was always uh, has always told me that they won't do anything if you don't do anything to them so I knew that as a child I shouldn't like mess with them but I admired I used to sit and watch like the snakes um, you know if, if I saw one I was so curious to just watch and see what's gonna happen like you know where it's gonna go and stuff like that Uh, do you want to tell tell us where we're, what's the plan for today? Where we're we going? So today we are going a little out of Mysore. Mysore is where we are right now. Uh, it's a temple town called Sri Rangapatana. Mm, it's um, it's really beautiful. It's just uh, 30, 35 to 40 minutes away from Mysore. And there is a lot of temples and there was a whole different empire. Like before... Uh, before the British like we had small empires like everywhere like you know Mysore was had of course has the palace and uh, in Sri Rangapatana there was a there was this king like you know Tipu Tipu Sultan was like ruling and uh, we can see the ruins of the fort so there was a huge there was a huge fort at the entrance of Sri Rangapatana so that no one enters like you know there will be no invaders coming in so we can see the ruins there um, and there's a lot of temples and it's a uh, it's by the river so the seat the town is around the river so we will go see some river like you know ish locations too yeah, yeah. It's, it's a small town but it's beautiful great so first breakfast of dosas right yes <laughs> we will go eat uh, dosa breakfast and then it's a pretty drive for about 30 40 minutes and then we are going to bird sanctuary yeah. hopefully there is uh, boating today and um, there are crocodiles oh my god <laughs> crocodiles <laughs> i'm gonna see one in reality because we saw one some at the zoo yesterday but in the wild would be very different <laughs> i'm excited we're in the boat on the bird sanctuary and Oh, oh, crocodile, yeah. Can you see? Right here. Close? Yeah, I it's see. Like a rock. I see, it is like a rock. They do blend in. They blend in. Lots of pelicans, lots of bats, and then crocodiles hanging out on some of the rocks. There are a lot of birds here, it's really incredible. Big birds, too. Oh, another crocodile. Yeah, I see that one. That's a big, big one. Very big one. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And they're all sunbathing right now because it's the middle of the day. It's hot on the banks. This is very cool. Can you tell the story of the crocodile and the boy for the, <laughs> for the podcast? Sorry to make you repeat it. Okay. <laughs> so, 
This place is infested with crocodiles and there's like more than 100 crocodiles. The last time when we were here, the boat driver was telling how back in the days it was dangerous that one of the boats, because it's so low, the, the same boat that we went, mm -hmm. you know, one of the kids were putting, she or he was putting his hand out and uh, in the water mm -hmm. and you saw how close crocodile can come to the boat, right? Yes, so yes. the crocodile caught hold of the hand of this child and um, the child is halfway into the water. Mm -hmm. The father of the child is holding the child and not letting go. Um, and the boat uh, driver is, you know, like you have to let your child go, otherwise we all will fall in. Yeah. Like, you know, the crocodiles are really, really strong. And tip the whole boat over, Yeah, right? tip the whole boat. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we have a life jacket, yeah. it really doesn't matter. Yeah. So the father of the child had to let go. And after that, this was probably like 20 years ago or something. Oh, okay. After that, they changed the whole scene of how the boats has to go and the protocols and everything. Mm. But they still have the boats without the, the fences as we were riding yeah. on. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> We are at uh, Sri Rangapatana, which is 25-30 uh, minutes from Mysore. And the river which goes here is the Kaveri near, Kaveri River. It's uh, one of the holy rivers. And uh, everyone who comes to the temple, either they cleanse before or after. Back in the days, the practice was to come here first, cleanse your feet and then go inside the temple. Because in the temples and in the houses, we are very strict that you have to wash your hands and wash your feet outside before you get in. But nowadays, it's way too many people and it's all like, you know, it's it's faded away. Yeah, yeah. And we just stopped at a food vendor. This is the, you said puffed rice? Yeah, it's yes. called churmuri. Churmuri, okay. Yeah. Try this puffed rice snack. It's got like carrots and cucumbers and I'm not sure what that is. Nuts, nuts, yeah, lime. This is how it's eaten with okay. the paper. Yeah. He was trying to do the ball, and I'm like, no, do the old school stuff. Why <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. all? He's got it. You know, <laughs> wrapped in newspaper. That's cool. Okay, everyone, I hope that I whet your appetite because now it's time to dive full into a South Indian food tour. So first, a little background. So I first arrived in India to the city of Bangalore. It's like the tech capital of the South. It's a big bustling city, the garden city, as it's called. And there really are a lot of trees, It's very green. But the traffic was really just a lot, really a lot. I was riding on the back of Tapan's motorcycle. Tapan is Sahana's partner. They are married. I actually met Sahana before she married him, and Tapan has come to work at Cottonwood Gulch as well. So anyway, he took me on a food tour of the city. I stayed with his parents in their house. It was very kind of them to host me. 
um, with dealing with extreme jet lag. So anyway, we went on a little food tour of the city and wow, I was blown away by all the food that I saw that I'd never heard of, never seen before. South Indian food, especially the breakfast items are just, they're just really different than anything that I had been exposed to in the U.S. So here are some of the things we tasted. I'm gonna just uh, drop you right into it. So Topan, where are we right now? We are at a restaurant called Rameshwaram Cafe. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite uh, South Indian food restaurant and uh, it's a self-serve restaurant. You can see the crowd, it's huddling and bubbling. People love the food. It's quite the variety, yeah. Let's try it out. Okay, and you said you you can't really find this in other parts of India, or at least where I'll be going. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because this is more to the south, and you're right now in a very sweet spot, like in Karnataka, because food drastically changes in each state, and each region within the same state. So uh, here you get to try some local delicacies. And when I say delicacies, mostly these are food items that are made in people's homes. And they never make it to the restaurant, you know. I'm sure there's some food that you can relate to back home your mom makes or most people make in your neighborhood. But that's something that's never available in a restaurant menu. Right. So, but right. this restaurant has those kind of delicacies. So, yeah. Very excited. Alright, fast forwarding now to my last meal together in Mysore. It was a banana leaf meal. So can you, one of you explain what this, what is in front of me with this banana leaf that I have ordered? It's an elaborate uh, banana leaf meal. Um, it's from the northern part of uh, Karnataka. That's the place where we are living here now. You're not in North Karnataka right now. <laughs> okay, we're in the southern part of Karnataka. And uh, all this dish that we're eating is from the northern part of Karnataka. It's quite unique. The fun thing is food is served on a plantain leaf, which is also like a traditional South Indian way. You may not see this in any other part of the country. So it's a very South Indian thing. And uh, like I said, every region has its own specialty food, which is not made elsewhere. And it's more so apt because many of the things are grown locally. It's The food is more apt for that climate conditions. That's another thing in India. People eat according to the climate and weather. And uh, since the northern part of Karnataka is very hot, and you may also notice that there's spicy food. Uh, it's their way of beating the heat. You know, it's like having your core temperature of the body in tune with the weather outside to bring in harmony. So uh, it may be a little spicy, heads up, but you also like spicy food, so yay. It's great. And uh, you can look at the ingredients they're gonna serve you flatbread. Let's just say flatbread for this instance because there's so many kinds of different kinds of flatbread. Things served on this platter. So this is called raita. It's yogurt and veggies. And uh, this is called sopu. It's local fresh greens. A whole bunch of different kinds of greens and lentils. And these are sprouts. And that's a chutney. I don't know what it is until I taste it. So it is a kind of a chutney. <laughs> And that is another Northern Karnataka speciality, which is brinjal. It's what? Brinjal. It's brinjal. Eggplant. Eggplant. Yeah, yeah eggplant. Okay. Yeah, it's called engai. Okay. And there's papad and junka and salad. 
What is this? That's a dish called Junka. It's again a North Indian speciality. It's a local North delicacy. Karnataka. North Karnataka delicacy. And this is buttermilk and yogurt. Okay. There'll be more like rice and other things will come. Okay, thank you. Perfect. Okay, wow. What a journey. After I hung out in Bangalore, Mysore, I went on my own to a couple places. I went over to the coast to Mangalore, up to Goa, or Gokarna first, and then Goa, <clears throat> Panjim, and then I went to Mumbai, and Ahmedabad is where I ended my trip. I didn't record so much of that whole journey because I was solo traveling and just sort of immersed in everything, you know? Um, but. You know, you just you just gotta go experience it for yourself. That's all I can say. If you have the ability to go to India, <laughs> if you want any advice, hit me up. Hit me up. You know, like it's boy. You know, what you hear is what you hear about India is is correct. It's it's a lot, especially for someone coming from the United States. There's a lot of sense, sights, sounds, everything, everything. The density is a lot more the class inequality is big and being a white person being a tall white person coming into this these places traveling alone i got a lot of attention especially in a city like mangalore which is not a tourist destination by any means it's like a port city a lot of india's coffee and cashew exports go out of mangalore yeah, people just wanted photos with me. They were just like, who are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, I just really just sat with that feeling of just like, wow, this is so different. So thank you so much to Sana and Tapan for introducing me to India, to giving me tips about, you know, safe eating places and drink, not drinking the tap water, you know, like all that, all this logistical stuff that you gotta learn when you arrive to a new place, so you don't get sick. And I am grateful I did not get any waterborne illness, you know, while in India and um, mostly did pretty good with the food. Up until the very end, I did feel a little bit out of it my last day or so, but I was just like trying so many things and I think I just ate too much. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. That's about it for this India episode. And I'll catch you in the next one.